This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to The Real Real, where we go behind the highlight reel and go into the unfiltered. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, hi. Welcome back to my channel. I have been loving doing these because I feel like I'm doing one like vlog style, like different video on my YouTube channel a week, and then this goes out a week. So it's like a talking video, sit down video. And then for those of you listening, you can still catch me in the car ride home, in your commute, when you're cleaning the apartment. I would love to know when and where you listen to podcasts because I like to listen to podcasts either when I'm driving. So I actually don't even like mind driving anymore because I'm like always listening to really good music, to a podcast. And it's something that like takes my mind off of work and I really enjoy it. Or I'll do it when I'm like cleaning my apartment or I'm like washing my face or, you know, just like winding down for the night too. I'll do that. But I have to be doing something. I can't just like, like some people listen to podcasts on planes. I don't really know how you do that because like I can't just like sit and close my eyes and listen to a podcast. Like I need to be like multitasking in order to listen to a podcast. I don't know if I'm alone in that or not or if you guys also do that. But let me know what your podcast style is. If you're watching on YouTube, I have a hoodie on. I I don't feel sick. I just feel tired. You know when you have like your eyes feel heavy because you've been staring at a screen all day? That's kind of what's going on with me. And now that it gets dark earlier, I mean, we are over the hump. We're starting to have longer days, but still getting dark like before 6 p.m. I just feel like so tired all the time because by the time I'm like done with work, it's already dark out. So it's currently 4.45 and thankfully Miami does get dark at like 5.45. It's not like New York or Boston or any of those cities that gets dark at like 3.30 p.m., I swear. But still, it just feels so depressing when it's dark super early. So I just wanted to like cozy up. But anyways... I always like to start my years with a little life update and I wanted to ask you guys questions to see if you guys had anything specific that you wanted to know. I always get kind of similar questions of like one, dating, always get the dating questions. I'll get questions about moving, like how I like Miami. I get questions about friendships and I feel like I've covered those topics quite a bit. So even though I'll like answer them in a different way. And I did get some like different ones. I don't want to go over like the same types of questions all the time. So I screenshotted a bunch that I felt like I hadn't answered in a while or just felt like were interesting to me and I'm going to be answering them. So let me see what I screenshotted and we can get to it in a second. If you guys haven't listened to my last podcast episode though, I highly recommend it. It's like my habits podcast about the habits that I'm bringing into the new year because I actually decided that I'm not going to do new year's resolutions or goals anymore. In that episode, I still was in the mentality that I was going to write down like numerical goals and like keep them for myself. But I realized that I actually don't want to do them period because I have not really been reaching my numerical goals. And I think it's because I just kind of like throw out a number that's just progression. 
position. I'm like, oh, okay, if I made, you know, this much money this year, then I want to make X amount of money next year. And it's just like, more money. And I don't really have a plan of like how I'm going to do that. Like, I'm just like, I just want to make more money. And then it lets you down or I let myself down because I'm like, oh man, I didn't hit that goal because all I had was like a number I was striving for. I didn't have the process that was going to get me there. And so now I'm actually looking at it as, okay, I want to just like better myself as a human being. And I want to have, you know, a happy year this year and a good year this year. And so here are the habits I'm bringing into it that are going to do that. And I'm excited to see where it ends. And like my previous what two episodes ago, I believe I talked about how like your situation doesn't necessarily need to change for your mindset to change. And so I'm kind of looking at it like that. Like as long as I have a positive mindset, as long as I keep my faith, as long as I'm like constantly in prayer, as long as I am, you know, doing the things I know I'm supposed to be doing, it doesn't matter what happens this year. I have full faith that it's going to happen the way it's supposed to. And so I'm just trying to enjoy the process. And so I highly encourage you listening to that if you want to hear about, you know, my habits and my goals or lack thereof. And I encourage all of you to kind of do that and we can kind of see where we end up this year. And I'm really excited. I haven't had a year that I've been excited for. And for some reason, I'm just really excited about this year. And I want to look back at this moment and see like why I was excited. And I was thinking back to the beginning, like the first week of January of 2023. And it was not a good year. It did not get started on a good foot. I was like, not in a good space mentally. And now I am entering 2024 in like the best mental headspace. I'm feeling very overwhelmed, but overwhelmed doesn't, not in a bad way. Like I'm overwhelmed about a lot of good things that are happening. And so I just can't complain. And I'm just really happy. And I'm excited for this year. And I'm not trying not to be cynical where I'm like, oh God, I'm excited. And then like the other shoe is going to drop and things are going to go wrong. I'm trying to just like be excited and take it as is. And 23 was a year that I will remember forever. So I'm glad it's behind us and I'm excited for this coming year now. Anyways, this week I did just get home from the holidays. So I was in North Carolina for a while and I'm back now and I'm prepping myself for a year of travel like you would have heard of in the last episode, but I'm finally back and this weekend, oh my gosh, okay, I will, (laughs) this is actually so exciting. This weekend, my friend is getting engaged and I'm able to talk about it on this podcast because by the time you listen to it, she will have already been engaged and if something goes wrong where it doesn't happen, I will text my editors and be like, you need to remove this part from the podcast. (laughs) But my best friend here in Miami is getting engaged and I am planning, like I'm not planning the entire thing, but I'm helping her fiance plan the entire thing. And what we're doing, I'm going to vlog it on my phone and post it on TikTok so that you can see like her reaction as well. But what we're doing is she knows she's getting engaged. Like she has the ring and everything like that, or she doesn't have the ring, but she like knows that, you know, sent him the ring that she wants. She went and tries stuff on. She like knows she's getting engaged. She has no idea when. I think she thinks it's going to happen in the spring. And I am just so excited that she's going to be caught off guard. So what's going on is he is going to propose to her this weekend. He's here in Miami right now, but he lives in Tennessee and he's flying home and she's like going to a wedding in Houston this week. So he's like going home. They're saying goodbye, whatever. He's obviously surprising her. He's coming back on Sunday morning. He's not going to tell her and she's flying back Sunday morning from the wedding. And I told her that I'm working with the Standard Hotel and I told her that I'm working on a paid campaign with the Standard Hotel and I'm doing like a staycation there and they're paying for my dinner and it's like a staycation with your boyfriend or with a friend or like I need to bring someone and obviously I don't have a boyfriend so I was like, will you come with me for this campaign? 
And I'm doing this because I know that she's not going to say no because it's like she's doing me a favor because it's for a paid campaign. It's not just like, oh, hey, do you want to go to dinner? And then she can like cancel last minute. So she's going to come with me. And um, that's why I'm going to say like, okay, like let's dress up, you know, like let's dress cute because I want to, you know, we're going to take photos and all this stuff. So we're going to dress up. We're going to dress cute. And she's already going to have her nails done because she is going to a wedding that weekend. And she was like, oh, I need to have my nails done for this wedding because like it needs to be like a muted color or whatever. So she's going to have her nails done already. She's going to come with me to the standard. I'm going to like check in, like get the room key, whatever. I don't know how we're going to do that yet because I need the front desk to cooperate and not be like, oh, is it under Luke? I'm going to be like, no, it's under Natalie. So I might say that like, oh, the door is already open or something. I don't know. It's going to it's going to be fine. So I'm going to figure that out. And then my other friends are helping Luke decorate it. So he's going to put like the fake flicker candles like all over the room. He got a room with like a terrace. So it's like outside in the hotel room. So it's going to be like all outside and she wants it to be private. She wants a private engagement. So that's why like we're not going to do it like at the hotel where there's people around. We're going to do it privately. So we got like an arch with balloons. We got a sign that says marry me. And it's like a beautiful hotel. And the patio looks so cute, like where the decor is going to be. And then we're going to have her dog get have like a little bow tie and like be a part of it. And what's going to happen is I'm going to be like, oh, just like walk in or something like I'm going to pretend like I'm taking a phone call in the hallway or something like that. And then she's going to walk in and see everything. And I'm obviously not going to go inside. There's going to be a photographer there capturing the moment. And then they're going to have like their little photo shoot. And then me and a bunch of her friends and some of her friends are flying in. Her mom is flying in. We're going to be then at like the hotel restaurant, which is right on the water during sunset. And we're going to have like a little party and surprise her. And I am so excited. So Catherine, when you're listening to this, you're going to be like, what? You guys knew all along? Yes, we knew all along. I'm so excited. And the thing is, she wanted it to be a surprise, even though she's she asks all the time. She's like, when is it happening? (laughs) She wanted it to be a surprise. And she wanted her friends. This was like her criteria. You know how like girls talk. So like when we're talking about our ideal engagement, she was telling me what her ideal engagement is. And her ideal engagement would be to have it be private. She like does not want it in public. She wants her nails to be done. We're also bringing, side note, my friend Sydney is bringing stick on nails that she's like, in case her nails aren't done, we're putting these babies on real quick, like for the photo, you know, like right after she gets engaged, we're going to put the stick on nails. So worst case, like she'll have good nails for the pictures. She wanted it to be private. She wanted it to be have her friends and her family and like closest people there afterwards celebrating. And she wants it to be a surprise. And yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, this fits all the criteria. And it's cute. It's not like an overly cheesy, like she says that she doesn't want like rose petals. She doesn't want like overly cheesy stuff. So I feel like this is subtle enough where it's like, it's romantic, it's private, but then you still have all your friends and family there. And it's in Miami. It's not like it's in a place where she is, you know, has roots already. It's not like a random place. And so I think it's going to be really special and we're going to include her dog in it and it's going to be great. So I am really, really excited. And hopefully she gets engaged this weekend or else I'm going to have to edit this out of the podcast. But if you're listening to it, it means that it happened. And I'm going to vlog the whole thing on TikTok. So anyways, that is what I'm doing this weekend. I'm so excited. And now for the questions. 
let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. There were a couple questions about how do I schedule everything and how do I balance slash manage everything? And if you're new here and you're like, what are you balancing and what are you managing? I am a content creator. So hello, I make content on the internet. I post on YouTube once a week, a regular video, once a week, a podcast. So I also do a weekly podcast, obviously. I also do 
Instagram and TikTok, those are more just like for fun, but I definitely still like make content and like sponsored content for those platforms. And then I have my own company. It's called Rella and it's a project management tool for content creators, managers, and their teams to streamline and automate their workflow all in one app. So Rella takes up 99% of my time, I would say, versus like anything else, like any content creation that takes up I, maybe, okay, maybe it's like 95.5, but Rella takes up a ton of my time and I am still like a full, full, full-time creator. I will say that because I've been doing this for 12 years, I have gotten, it's gotten easier, but that's not to say that it's easy. I am a big planner. So I will plan out all of my content on Rella and then I will plan out my week on Rella in terms of like content, like when I need to film things, when I need to edit things, when I need the podcast to go up on, which what's my podcast schedule for the week. So I have all of that and I have all of that scheduled on Rella. I'll upload things as they come like onto Rella. And then I will like post it manually or I'll auto post it or anything like that. I do have a manager. So she is the one that negotiates all of my brand deals, communicates with the brands. And then for my podcast, I do have a podcast network. So they edit, they upload, they distribute. And then I also have a podcast social media manager. So she uploads on social media for me and edits my reels for me. And so I do have a team. I don't do everything 100% on my own. I would not be able to do it if I was doing everything on my own. So for me, for like the podcast, for example, I'm sitting here and filming, but then I'm passing these clips off to other people and putting them in a Google Drive and like having them edit it. So that part is actually pretty nice. In terms of Rella, I try to maintain a normal work day. Like I do try to start working at like 8.30 or 9. Thankfully, I do work for myself. So if I have to do something for social media in the middle of the day, I do it. But I just every single day is different. And I use my Google Calendar for everything. Thankfully, Rella syncs with Google Calendar. So I can even see like my posts and stuff on Rella there. And everything is on my calendar. Like if it's not on my calendar, I am not doing it. Like if we have a meeting, let's say you DM me and you're like, oh, do you want to jump on a call or do you want to hang out on this day and let's grab coffee? If I don't put it in my calendar or you do not send me a calendar invite, I will not remember. And I am so used to Google Calendar that for me, like if I'm hanging out with someone, unless it's like a friend hangout, you know, but if I'm like meeting someone for the first time or I'm doing a meeting during the day and someone asks me to do something, it's like, oh, hey, do you want to grab coffee? I will automatically add it to my calendar and invite them if I am the one that has initiated it. So I expect when someone initiates a plan with me that they are going to do the same thing. So, And sometimes people will not send me a calendar invite. And I'm like, oh, then they'll text me and they're like, hey, like, are we jump, jumping on a call? And I'm like, what? Oh my God, I totally forgot. Which is on me. I should still like, obviously keep track of my own calendar. I shouldn't assume other people are going to send it to me. But sometimes I just like assume it. So now I've started to ask people, I'm like, hey, can you send me a calendar invite here? Or if I'm the one that initiated the plan, I will say, hey, what's your email? Let me send you a calendar invite. I think that's just like proper etiquette for making plans during the workday with like acquaintances. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. Is that not what people do? Like, let me know if that's how you handle things. Because like, I always feel bad. But I'm like, if you didn't send me a calendar invite, I think it's fair game. I think it's fair that I forgot it. Is that wrong of me? I don't know. I think I'm just so used to living on a calendar that like, I automatically assume that everyone else is, but I don't think everyone else is either. So to answer that question, that is how I <laughs> manage everything. I've gotten a few questions if I see myself having kids one day. And the answer to that is yes, I would love to be a mom. I'm not one of those people, though, that says like I was put on this earth to be a mother. I am excited to be a mom. I am looking forward to being a mom. I can't wait to be a mom. But 
it's not like I like look at kids and I'm like, oh my God, that is what I am meant to do. That is my calling. I do think I am called to be a mother, but I don't think that is like my soul calling, if that makes sense. Whereas I do think some people think like that, which is totally fine. Like I'm not bashing that way of thinking at all. I think majority of people I know are like, I am meant to be a mom and I can see that. And I'm like, you are meant to be a mom. Whereas like, like I said, I'm excited to be one, but I don't think that is like my sole purpose in life is to be a mom. And so I am very excited, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just kind of like, it's going to happen when it happens. Obviously. I mean, I mean, I want to be married when I have kids and I want to, you know, I think that's like the only criteria really is I would like to be married when I have my first child, but I don't know about the age. I don't know about like anything else, like where I'm going to live, what my career is going to look like. I think you're never like fully ready to have a kid. So whenever it happens, I'm going to be happy about it. And I am at the age now where like so many people around me are having kids and it's making me question like, oh gosh, is my time running up? Which I think I just want to go on a rant real, really quickly about that because I think as women, we are on a biological clock. Unfortunately, we are. And I don't like to think about it like that because I do think that nowadays people are getting pregnant later and there's so many things that you can do. Like you can freeze your eggs, you can do IVF, but that is still like at the end of the day, we are on a biological clock no matter how much we don't like it, no matter how much society says that kids are or women are having kids later. Like our bodies will not have children after a certain age. Whereas a man can have kids up until he's 100 years old, assuming he still, you know, is sexually active with someone much younger than him. So it's kind of annoying because now I'm, I'm 27 and I'm like, I'm single, I'm 27, I'm about to be 28 in April. And oh my God, I have no partnerships that, or I have no like prospects, like what am I going to do? And I just like hate feeling that way. And so I'm kind of just like, okay, I'm not going to feel that way because I know that when it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And then you think about like older generations, like my mom, when she was my age, was pregnant with me and I'm the second child. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine having two kids right now. Like, look at me. Do I look like someone that would have two kids right now? And so I saw this TikTok and this kind of goes back to dating as well, where the reason why men and women view dating so differently is because men are not on a biological time clock. There's so many different reasons why men and women view it differently, but this is one reason. Men don't have that rush to get married and have kids because they don't have that time clock that women have that you have to have kids by a certain age. A man can be 40 years old and he will find a 25-year-old and be able to have his family, have his career, and have everything he wants. It's going to be a lot harder for a woman to be 40 years old and try to start a family. Of course, it happens. There's like millions of women that have kids after 40. But in general, time technically is running out. So I've seen some TikToks that will say men at this age, like 25, 26, 27, 28, they think that in a few years, their career is going to be better. They're going to be making more money. They're going to be, you know, a better version of themselves. And in those few years where they can work on themselves, they'll be able to find a quote unquote better woman that they would be able to find today. So today, when they're not making that much money, when they're, you know, not at the top of their career, they're not going to find the best woman out there. But when they're, you know, 32 and they're making more money and they, you know, they're, bettering themselves, they'll be able to find kind of like they'll have more prospects versus women don't think that way. Women are like, I need someone now. It's more of like a scarcity mentality. 
because of this time clock that we're on that men just don't have. And so a lot of times I do think like men have more of like a lack of commitment or they're kind of chasing the next best thing when it comes to dating. And I think it's because of that, because they don't feel the rush and the pressure that women feel because they can find anyone they want at however old they are. And it just sucks. And I don't, I'm not saying this to come up with a solution because I don't know what the solution is necessarily, but I do think that that is one of the reasons why dating today is like not great. And I also think women have played a negative part in that as well as to a lot of women now really only want guys that are making a ton of money or that are at the top of their career. There's so many videos that I see that are like, oh, how much money would a guy have to make for you to date them? And while that's obviously a preference for anyone, like I'm not judging anyone on their preferences necessarily, I do think that it sucks that today, like we don't want to grow with people. We want them at their best already. And I'm not saying to date someone that's like a loser, that sucks, that's rude, that's disrespectful. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think that there's a beauty in like dating someone and growing with them rather than like getting with someone when they're already at the top. And I feel like people don't want to do that anymore. And I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know again what the solution is. These are just some of my observations when it comes to dating. And I wanted to see if you guys felt the same way about that. Also, the question was, do I want to have kids? And I ended up on this. So tell me how I got to that. The answer is yes, I want to have kids. And these were my social rants on, you know, dating and society and biological time clocks. And I have been wanting to talk about this for so long. So please post in the comments, DM me if you feel the same way about this, because I don't know, it's just I've been I was talking to my mom and my sister about over break. And it's just like, obviously, they're my mom is not single. And my sister is not single. and They haven't been in years. And I'm like, you guys don't understand what it's like to date. And so I was like telling them about my theories. And we were just having like discussions about this. And so I want to have the discussion with you guys. So make this a two way conversation and let me know what you think. Anyways, <laughs> especially I think I do think one last thing I'll say about this I do think I see more of like the money thing in Miami where so many girls like I've had conversations with girls where they're like oh if he doesn't take me to Carbone on the first date like I'm not going out with him if he doesn't pay for my uber and take me to like a $200 dinner and buy me these drinks like I'm not gonna go on a first date with him I don't know if I'm crazy for thinking like listen I want someone that's a hard worker like I don't want someone that's lazy I don't want someone that's like you know, not going to work hard and not driven. But there are people that are incredibly driven and they are grinding, but they just don't have money. And they'll get there one day, you know, because they're a hard worker, but they don't have it right now. And so I would never want to write someone off because of like where they took me on a date. And I think it's, it's more of like the intentionality, like versus like, okay, if you're cheap, that's different. Like I do think a, a guy should pay for the first date. But that doesn't mean he needs to spend $200. That could mean he's buying my coffee. And so, and that shows more of like your intention rather than work ethic. I don't know. This is such a weird rant. Like, should I change the podcast title? Because like, I just went on such a rant, but I want to talk to someone about this. I wish I had like another co-host where we can like rift right now, but it's just me. So you guys need to be in the comments talking about this because I just like need to know if I'm alone in this because like all I see on TikTok and like people that I talk to in real life that are like, yeah, if he's not taking me to this like five-star $250, $200 restaurant, like I'm out. And I'm like, is this the mentality people are supposed to have? I don't think so. But let me know your thoughts. 
I also got a question about any tips to read faster because I have been posting a lot of book content and like reading content and I love it. So I am on BookTube. I'm on BookTok. I'm obsessed with reading content. It's They're one of my favorite videos to watch and I didn't realize how popular they actually were until I started like diving into it and getting recommended. So I posted a video all about all the books that I read in 2023. I believe I read 34 or 35 books. I actually realized I forgot a book that I read and I left it off that list. So I do think I hit 34 or 35. I forget the number. But I posted that. People loved it. The response was amazing. I've gotten so many DMs. I have a highlight with all of the books that I've read and I can read a book very fast. Like if I like a book, it should not take me longer than three days to read it. If it takes me longer than three days, like I don't really like that book. I am very like I'm good at finishing a book in one day. Like I'll start it in the morning and it'll be done by night. I mean, when I'm obsessed with a book, though, like all I do is sit in my apartment and read like I am reading every chance I get. I also do think I'm a very fast reader. And I don't know how to become a fast reader besides just like reading more. Like I've been obsessed with reading since I was little. Like I have always had a book in my hand. I've always been the one that wants to go to Barnes and Noble. I was the one that got books for Christmas and birthdays. Like I'm obsessed. I've always been obsessed with reading. So I don't really know how to train yourself to read faster besides just reading more frequently. I think that's the only way to do it. Anyone have any other tips? Like I'm not sure. But anyways, I wanted to answer that question so that You guys know that I am going to be posting more reading content, and I want to know if you guys want to see that. So let me know. Someone also asked if I use a Kindle. Yes, I do use a Kindle. I really like it. I always thought that I wasn't going to be a Kindle lover. I was like, I don't want to have a Kindle. I love the feeling of a book in my hand, but I love it because I actually read a lot faster on a Kindle, and you can order a book right away. I love when I finish a book. I literally go on Amazon, and I order it, and it gets downloaded. Like I don't have to go to Barnes & Noble, and books on Kindle are cheaper than if you bought them in person like a physical book so yes I do recommend and I do use one and I use the cheapest one I don't have like the big one that has like the buttons on it whatever the cheapest smallest one is that's what I use and I still really love it so we're gonna segue to the dating question again so I've gotten a lot of questions if I'm dating someone asked me if I have moved on from my ex-boyfriend and I've answered the dating question a lot you guys saw I had a hinge guy call me in the last podcast episode live on the podcast unprompted. Anyways, I did end up calling him back. We talked, but that was like the last conversation we had. I don't necessarily think I was into it. He was a nice person, but I just don't think we had much in common. So, you know, nice guy. Maybe we can be friends. (laughs) Probably not considering that's the last time I spoke to him. But yeah, no, he was he was nice. And he also doesn't live in Miami. So I'm not really not going to be running into him. Back to the dating question. You guys know that I am not really dating. It's not a priority for me. I mean, I am and I'm not. I've gone on dates and I am on dating apps, but I don't have a goal of like, go on this many dates or like, I need to find a boyfriend or anything like that. I'm very content right now, which I haven't had this feeling in a really long time. I feel like right after my breakup, I was trying to just like find like distractions, whether it be friends, you know, people I had crushes on, do like any travel anything and I feel like I'm at the point right now where I have officially moved on I've been moved on for a few months and I don't feel the need to have distractions I actually would rather like be alone and I'm very content being alone and that is the best feeling you guys and I just know that the next time I am in a relationship I'm trying not to like take this feeling for granted because the next person I date, I want it to be my husband. Like, I do not want to go through another breakup. I'm not saying date as in, like, go on a date. I'm saying, like, becomes my boyfriend. 
I really would like that to be end game, you know, like I'm not trying to go through another breakup. So I'm being very specific with who I would like to date (laughs) and if they are husband material. So I know that like when I get into a relationship, it will most likely be the last time I am, you know, the last relationship I get into, which means I will be with that person for a very, very, very long time forever. You know, like I will never be single again, hopefully. And so I know that I'm going to like miss this time being single. And so I'm trying to enjoy it instead of wish it away. And so I'm, you know, living life. Like I'm not, I'm alone. I don't have anyone that I'm interested in whatsoever. I don't have a single crush. I don't have anyone I'm talking to. I literally am 100% alone and I genuinely love it. And when it comes to moving on, yes, I have moved on. And I think sometimes when people say moved on, it means with someone else. I think you mentally need to move on from a person before you even get into a relationship with someone else. And so that was really important for me to be like fully healed and fully moved on before I went and like jumped into another relationship because that just like would not be fair to the person I would get into the relationship with. And it wouldn't be fair to me either. So, you know, we don't talk. We don't like we're not speaking. I mean, nothing bad happened. But, you know, obviously just like I feel like it's hard to move on when you're talking to the person. I'm happy for him with what he's doing in his life. I'm sure he's happy for me as well. And there's no sadness there. I think you have to come to the realization after you've like mourned a breakup that you and that person weren't meant to be and you can appreciate each other as people, but you just weren't meant to be. And now I'm like very excited to find someone that, you know, is going to be my person. So yeah, I think I've, I'm in a really good headspace right now, if you guys can't tell. I also got another question about how do you know you found the one, which I think is very interesting that you decided to ask me, a single woman who has never found the one, (laughs) and to ask. So the answer is I don't know. I'll let you know when I find it. But I'm assuming that, you know, things just work out and it's lined up and you feel like, you know, your values are the same and your priorities are the same and what you want out of life is the same. And then you can grow with that person, kind of similar to what I was saying with the answer of like how everyone kind of wants to like date for money now or like date for status or like that's like a huge part of dating now or like when people are ready. And I want someone that I can grow with. Like I know obviously I want to have my own career and my own stuff, but like I want someone I can like grow my life with. And so you kind of have to be aligned on a lot of things in order to do that. And then obviously you have to be like super in love with the person. So all of those things are things I would assume you feel when you've met the one. So I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. The last question I'm going to answer is a social media related question. And it is, where do I see social media going in 2024? I actually think long form content is back. Me and my friend Jen talked about this. I think YouTube is going to have a comeback. So I'm like super excited to be posting more on YouTube. I really think YouTube is going to have another moment. I think TikTok shop is ruining TikTok because I haven't spent a lot of time on TikTok lately. And it's because I get my brain is like mentally burnt out. I think Instagram is going to have another revival because Instagram now, I mean, social media is literally just a circle. That's why whenever people say things are oversaturated, things are overdone, social media is dead, influencers are dead. I'm like, you guys, this happens every single year. We say something is dead and then it comes back and then something dies and then it comes back. I think TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube are here to stay for the long haul. I'm not to say they'll they'll never be disrupted because they definitely will be, but I don't think they're going to completely die 
in the next decade. Like I think that they will be around in the next decade or at least the next five years. And so I actually think Instagram is coming back now. I get more engagement now on Instagram than TikTok. I think TikTok is still more fun, but TikTok shop has really like ruined TikTok for me. I just like anything that says eligible for a commission, I automatically scroll because I'm like, I don't even care what you have to say. I'm scrolling and TikTok is like forcing it on you. They're like forcing you to like TikTok shop. And I'm like, can you please just hop off? Like, I don't want to freaking buy anything anymore. I've only bought like one or two things on TikTok shop in the beginning and that was it. And I mean, of course, there's some things where it's like, okay, you want to share something. So you're going to, you know, use the eligible for commission thing. But like, I haven't used it yet. But so don't come at me if I eventually do decide to use it one time. But it's like too much. Like people... I don't think it's people that are posting it too much. I think it's like TikTok forcing it down our throats. So I get bored of TikTok now. I feel like the algorithm has kind of been flopping lately. Whereas Instagram, I like love looking at Instagram stories. Reels, I don't really, I don't ever like scroll through reels, but they're doing really well. So I feel like people obviously do scroll through reels, but I've been loving YouTube videos. I've been just watching some good old fashioned YouTube videos. So I hope that you guys are watching this and like, agreeing with me like yeah YouTube is coming back or listening to this because I think podcasts are now very popular they have been for a while but now that they're on YouTube it's bringing more people to YouTube in general like people might come to listen to a podcast or to watch a podcast but then they're staying and they're watching other videos too so I think long-form content is coming back so don't sleep on it I'm just excited for this year. I have a very positive mindset going into it. And I'm trying not to look at like followers and views and all of that because I'm losing followers by the minute. I do think that this year I will will be my year that I gain followers finally after like three years. But yeah, I'm losing followers by the minute. Like I might dip below 300,000. And I'm, I'm like so embarrassed for that. I'm like, oh, wow, I celebrated hitting 300,000 subscribers and now I'm going to hit 299. Woo! But I just have to say, like, I don't care. My audience is the audience that is here and they're sticking around and they're engaged and I'm just going to continue to do it. I've been doing this for 12 years. This is not my first dip. It's just embarrassing that it's happening at like a critical number. So yeah, I think I'm just like have a positive mindset with everything. And I loved this video. This was such a fun video to do. I love doing these sit down videos and you guys love my solo episodes. So thank you so much for watching them. Anyways, I am going to <laughs> say good night. No, it's already like 530. So it's the sun is setting. It's so beautiful out. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are listening on audio or if we're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, I love you guys. I love this podcast so much. I'm so excited for this year. Let me know what you want to see from this podcast, which guests you want me to bring on. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys next Monday. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. 
Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.